Good morning. I am Apostle William B. Corrector, the presiding prelate of Discovered Being Ministry Incorporated. I'd like to welcome you to today's podcast where we will study what is the difference between God's sovereign will and God's revealed will. Let us go to the throne of grace. Father God, in the precious name of Jesus, we come today, Lord God, honoring you, magnifying your holy name. We think we come in faith, Lord God, realizing that without faith, it is impossible to please God. We realize that, Lord God, faith will move mountains, obstacles, and any endeavors that we come upon that is not like you, you can move it through your word and our faith that activates your word in our lives. Father, we come today, Lord God, binding every demonic spirit, every liar, every backbiter, every whisperer, every hater of God. We bind them in Jesus' name, and we know who we are speaking about when we call the liar. We're talking about Satan and John 8, 44, reference who he is and what he is. Now, Father, we thank you and ask you to bless your people through your word that is coming through today that will enlighten them, that will set them free from some of the things that they are entangled with today concerning our subject. And Father, we thank you and we praise you now in Jesus' name. Amen. Again, what is the difference between God's sovereign will and God's revealed will? Human will is fairly straightforward. When we want something to happen, we will. For it to take place, when we do something, we have shown our will in the matter. God's will is a little more complex. In fact, theologians see three different aspects of God's will in the Bible. The sovereign will, his revealed will, and his dispositional will. God's sovereign or descriptive will is also called his hidden will. It is sovereign in that it shows God to be the sovereign ruler of the universe who ordains all that happens. His descriptive will, because it involves God's decrees, it is hidden because we are usually unaware of this aspect of God's will until what he has decreed takes place. There's nothing that happens that is outside of God's sovereign will. For example, it was God's sovereign will that Joseph be taken to Egypt, languish in Pharaoh's prison, interpret the king's dreams, and eventually save his people from the famine and to be honored by all. Genesis chapter 37 through 50. At first, Joseph and his brothers were completely ignorant of God's will in this matter. But every step along the way, God's plan was made plain. In When Ephesians chapter 1 verse 11 describes God as the one who works all things according to the counsel of his will, it speaks of God's sovereign or descriptive will. 
God himself expresses the fact of his sovereign will in Isaiah 46, verse 10. My purpose will stand, stand, and I will do all that I please. Because God sovereign is sovereign, he will, can, will and can never be frustrated. The sovereign or descriptive will of God can be divided into his effectuous will and his permissive will. We must do this because God does not directly cause everything to happen. Some of his decrees are effectuous, that is, they directly contribute to the fulfillment of God's desire. Others of his decrees are permissive, that they allow for an indirect fulfillment of God's desires. Because God is sovereign, he must at least permit all events and happenings. When God's sovereign will, he chooses, within God's sovereign will, he chooses to permit many things to happen that he takes no pleasure in. Again, citing the example of Joseph and his brothers, God chose by an act of descriptive will to allow the kidnapping, kidnapping and enslavement of Joseph. God's permissive will allowed the sins of Joseph's brothers in order to bring about a greater good. See Genesis chapter 50 verse 20. At every mistreatment of Joseph, God had the power to intervene, but he permitted the evil. And in that limited sense, his sovereignty willed it to happen. God revealed our perceptive will is not hidden from us. This facet of God's will includes that which God has chosen to reveal to us in the Bible. His precepts are plainly stated. He has shown you, O mortal, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? To act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly within with your God. Michael chapter 6 verse 8 is the reference. The perceptive will of God is what God wants us to do or not do. For example, we know that it is God's will that we speak the truth in love, referenced in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 15. Repent and turn to God, referenced in Acts chapter 3, verse 19. It is God's revealed will that we not commit adultery, stated in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 18, or get drunk, found in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18. God's revealed will is constantly making wise the simple. Referenced in Psalm chapter 19, verse 7. We are obligated to obey God's revealed or perceptive will. However, we have the ability to disobey. A lot of us do that. God's revealed will for Adam and Eve was to be fruitful and multiply. Tend the garden, subdue the earth, and not eat of a certain tree. Stated in Genesis chapter 1. And two. Unfortunately, they rebelled against God's 
reveal will. Stated in Genesis chapter 3. The consequences they suffered show that they could not excuse their sin. Neither can we claim that our sin simply fulfills God's sovereign will, as if that absolves us from the guilt. It was God's will that Jesus suffer and die, but those responsible for his death will still be held accountable. Referenced in Mark chapter 14, verse 21. God's dispositional, dispositional will deals with attitude. His will for disposition is that what pleases or displeases him. For example, God wants all people to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. Found in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 4. This is an expression of God's disposition towards the lost. He wants them to be saved. If he did not, then he would not have sent the Savior. Although God's hearts desire all to be saved, not all are saved. Hallelujah. So there is a difference between God's dispositional will and his sovereign will. In summary, the will of God involves three aspects. Number one, God's sovereign will is revealed in his unchangeable decrees. He decrees that there be light and there was light. Found in Genesis chapter 1 verse 3, an example of his effectuous decree. He allowed Satan to torment Job, stated in Job chapter 1 verse 12. An example of his permissive decree. Secondly, number two, God reveals will is contained in his precepts given to us in order that we may walk in holiness. We have the ability, but not the right, to break these commands. Number three, God's dispositional will is his attitude. At times, God decrees something that gives him no pleasure, such as death of the wicked. See Ezekiel chapter 33, verse 11. You know, sisters and brothers, we, we have a tendency to think that God does not allow sickness and decay and famines and things of that nature when it's stated in the Bible. God will allow you to be buffeted so that you will learn to obey his commandments and learn to fear him because the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. I want to thank you today for listening to this podcast. I pray that it will touch your spirit, that it will make a difference in your life, that you will learn that your will doesn't mean anything. It is God's will for your life that will take you from here to eternity. And his will for his creation is found in the books between Genesis and Revelation. And it is empowered and witnessed through the work of Christ, ratified through the Holy Spirit the Holy Ghost. 
I thank you this evening, um, excuse me, this morning for listening in. May God bless you, may he smile upon you, and may he give you peace. Amen.